0: Welcome to Fresh Off the Plane with Hannah Smith. Let's get fresh. Got it. All right. Welcome to Fresh Off the Plane. I'm here with one of the craziest characters that I know, Miss Jazz, where I like to call her jazz hands. Welcome to the show. Thank you,
1: Hannah. And, you know, thanks for the awesome introduction. (laughs) You
0: know, uh, me and Jazz met while we were teaching in South Korea and we ended up living in the same really small town where we were some of the only foreigners, which was quite an experience. (laughs) I think we really bonded slash maybe wanted to kill each other at points (laughs) because we had so much time together. (laughs) And you lived with me at one point because was that when you had cockroaches?
1: Oh, I remember. I actually completely erased that from my mind. <laughs> yeah, you
0: ate salad for breakfast and I did not understand. <laughs> do you still do that?
1: Um, yeah, like I'll have a salad with my eggs.
0: <laughs> Where did this come from? Does your family do this or just you?
1: food no. from the Middle East usually has like cheese, vegetables, and egg, and a lot of veggies. Like you always have like cucumbers and tomatoes. So I think it started from that, and that made me okay. made it easier for me to have vegetables in the morning.
0: I mean, they have like fish soup in Korea for breakfast, so mm. you know, there's all different kinds of breakfast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, starting your day on one other level. I know.
0: But we were just talking about, uh, I wanted to ask you when you first decided, because you grew up in Canada and I wanted to know how you first decided that you wanted to leave Canada and work and travel abroad. So you were saying this first came to you during an ice storm in Canada.
1: So I was thinking about leaving, but it was just like, you know, that moment where you're like, snap. Yeah, yeah, I made the right decision. And it was that snowstorm. But initially before that, the reason I wanted to is just like, I come from a very strict Middle Eastern family and I wanted freedom. And travel is the one thing that will give you that. So back to the storm, you know? (laughs) So I was, you know, you doubt yourself when you're about to make that big decision. It's always like, oh, I wonder if this is the right thing for me to do. You're going to be away from family, friends, everything you've ever known. Then there was a storm. <laughs> oh, she's setting the scene. <laughs> um, it was my final year in doing my undergrad and I had like my exams at the end of the year. So I finished actually all my exams. I had one last exam. Um, And then they basically said, okay, tomorrow there's gonna be a huge storm. Everything is shut down. Um, And actually before that had happened, my professor was like, you know, it's storm season. So in no way is any exam being canceled. But this is how I got to the exam. It was absolute madness. First, I had to leave at like four in the morning because there was only one bus running. And then, um, and then we're on the highway and they didn't even clear the bus lane. So in the highway, and I, I still want to think that this was a dream that I created in my head because it's so <laughs> surreal. There were people like cross-country skiing on the highway.
0: (laughs) Oh, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) What? Were they like passing your bus like way faster? (laughs)
1: Literally, they were ahead of us. (laughs) Oh, my gosh even like it was two people like were they a couple was this a date like I don't know but it was definitely <laughs> you guys are mad and then as uh, you're thinking these two are crazy then you see other people pass you it was a total thing oh, wow. Um. so once I left the bus then I had to trek from uh where the bus dropped us because it wasn't the usual stop again storm it was a walk that I do on a daily that was five minutes and now imagine like those blizzard movies where the guy is like (laughs) he has his sticks his eyes are frozen you really wanted to graduate i really did like literally my eyelashes froze i'm not even lying my tears (laughs) on my face (laughs) also frozen
0: if you made it there if i was the professor i'd just be like you passed you know you passed the test of getting here
1: (laughs) yes So yeah, I did the exam,
0: and then after taking this exam, so you already wanted to go live abroad, or this was just kind of like I don't want to live in this hellscape anymore.
1: Yes, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So the friend of mine was actually from Israel, and so we're busy talking about the beautiful, you know, look at this weather that we're here, but whereas where we're from, it's either hot desert storm or beautiful weather, whatever. And this is where we are at. So it was just kind of like, after that experience, and you're not going, you're not going to an exciting adventure. You're going to do an exam. After the exam, I was like, no way, this is too much. It's too much work.
0: How did you end up going to South Korea, or was that was the first place you went, wasn't it, or did you go to China first?
1: No, it was Korea, South okay. Korea. Um, they brought
0: like this seminar
1: at our university. Someone was speaking in our class okay and they're like yeah great opportunity you know the flight tickets they give you all the the gold stars that you want like free no flight ticket so you can spend your <laughs> savings to go on this trip and yeah. everything is paid for so why would you have to bring money with you
0: yeah I mean they kind really of, give you all the like perks like you're not yeah. gonna pay rent you can get a flight there just come to South Korea even though yeah I mean the winter is not great in Korea either <laughs> Hmm. I know so like coming to think of that I was like why <laughs> you just heard free you're like it's fine <laughs> yeah. I, don't
1: know. I just imagine that nothing could be as bad as that winter and it wasn't it was never that bad never it was cold but it was livable
0: and yeah. once you were in Korea and you decided to go in other places and teach and work did you ever have the thought I want to go back to Canada? Or once you left, it was like I'm done with Canada.
1: No, I was having like, like a lot of where next. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't. It was really not like okay. Let me go back and start my life. It was literally always where next.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Korea was so much fun. Yeah, time flew. You don't even think about like stress. Okay, you do obviously. You have work stress. You have road stress. Yes
0: um when you look back it feels like we didn't have that much stress no nothing in
1: comparison to now not at all (laughs) but i mean the stress we what we did with the stress was go and party on the weekend Right, that's true (laughs) like
0: maybe we (laughs) We were stressed because we were just having crazy weekends out in seoul
1: (laughs) yeah and the group of friends that we had were just like amazing we were so
0: lucky Well, that's I think that's also saying as you we had fun things to look forward to all the time mm-hmm. so like even if work was bad you're like okay I'm gonna be done soon I gonna. I have this going on with my friends I'm getting on the bus to go to this festival
1: <laughs> exactly and it's like it wasn't like during the week you're figuring out what to do we probably made this plan the weekend before and sometimes my whole month is booked out with events I know <laughs> you don't have time to think of the stress in between you're constantly thinking oh next that's weekend. true yes this
0: is very true i yeah. <laughs> you know it, i think we're lucky we had such a fun experience south korea especially our friend group was so amazing and just very open minded people and always coming up with fun things to do that i i was yeah. the same too it wasn't like okay i'm going to go back to america now it was like mm. where am i going next What can I do? Mm. What other adventure can I do? Where should I go next? And it never, (laughs) for me, it was never, I had amazing experiences, all the other places I went, but like Korea was just always the, like the best one. I think (laughs) I I recreate that.
1: It really was. No, we need to do like a older version, like
0: (laughs) the geriatric remake. Yes. I mean, we had that tiny reunion when I came back and you and me and Ruben like tried to go out and we couldn't even, like we were only, we were in our late twenties and we still were like, we can't even go out with these people. We're so tired. No.
1: Like, what are they doing? (laughs)
0: Like, let's just go get ice cream. (laughs) Why are they still shuffling? (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. I want to, I want to go back to the clubs and see what they're doing there. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure the shuffle is over.
0: But you ended up so South Korea, and then you went to China, and then it was South Africa. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. how did you make the choice to go to South Africa? Because that's a big change from living and teaching in Asia.
1: Yeah. Honestly, to this day, I regret that move because I had such a great gig in oh. Korea. Oh my god, I was, I was, um, I was teaching at a university, so they called me a professor, yeah. and. I had like five months vacation um That's amazing yeah so i and actually initially i wanted to go to the middle east mm. um and i and i got a job in the middle east it was such a also another sweet gig uh ended up not taking it because the guy I was dating at the time he didn't get the same gig they all hired me but they didn't hire him okay and then we found a chinese gig and yeah it was okay it wasn't it was similar to korea and i just assumed yeah. okay because it's similar to korea then probably maybe the same experience but in a chinese perspective
0: mm-hmm.
1: it wasn't it was horrible
0: <laughs> I, I remember you did not enjoy it but what was the reasons that it like was not enjoyable for you
1: um the company was like really dodgy and so they told us we'll come on a business visa which is a month long and then when we come there then they'll give us a proper teacher's visa or work visa as they call it and but then we realized that that school wasn't even licensed so in China they only give those visas to licensed schools but that school wasn't licensed We're like, oh no we have it it's coming it's just delaying so I don't know I don't know it, like looking back it sounds like it was really awesome Mm -hmm. because they paid every, every once a month, they paid for me to go to um, Hong Kong to renew, to renew the, the business visa. And they put me up in really nice
0: hotels.
1: You had to go every
0: month?
1: Yeah. Once a month. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, they gave me a mini allowance to go really nice hotels. But I mean, I wanted to explore China. I never got the chance. I mean, I love Hong Kong, but you, I literally went like nine times. sorry, 12 times. i spent a lot of time
0: there. (laughs) Yeah. I knew like all the corners. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm back, you know? (laughs) That can really make or break it though, the school you're with. Because my other friend, Erin, that I talked to on the podcast, who's living in China, she's loving it there, but she's with a really legit school. And I think we know in certain Asian schools they're just they're scams and not legit and that can be a huge problem. Yeah, yeah, no, like
1: it was it exactly so it was exactly that because everyone I know that went to China loves it, but yeah. for me it was like the visa was a problem. but There were other things that people just like don't talk about, and I, I feel like I'm the only one that talks about it. And it's well, like just- <laughs> like. I feel like sometimes I'm OCD that way like but I'll just explain to you like for example um I'm sure you've heard of this it's normal for some places um toddlers that are from the age of like two basically since they start walking until like six seven yeah in public spaces they just don't wear diapers
0: oh.
1: and <laughs> oh. um, one incident <laughs> and they're naughty they're not like you know, Oh, I have to go pee now or whatever. Yeah. This kid was pissing into the bus <laughs> as the door opened to let passengers out. So as people were coming the out, walking bus, out.
0: Was, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Just peeing on them. as What like, <laughs> did people react to that? Or was just like, <laughs> that's so weird yeah that's not something people talk about when they talk about teaching where were you in <laughs> China Shenzhen, which is a really nice
1: city it's like okay. uh, it was so that Shenzhen was a, when I was there it's like a special place because it just recently became industrialized and then from industrialized it became like the the IT computer tech hub of China so you weren't
0: like out no. in the middle of nowhere no I mean, maybe that would explain it <laughs>
1: nope huge skyscrapers beautiful malls like it was a huge metropolitan city
0: so there's just no diapers uh, being worn
1: yeah my other crazy this is two memorable stories the other one was, this little girl was with her dad and she was like i'm just gonna take a shit in front of the mall like the steps where you enter the mall oh how old was this girl she was probably four pretty young so she squatted and the dad was like okay finish up there wasn't scolding her nothing he's like all right and he's looking around like yeah
0: yeah that's That's my child (laughs) you ever see adults do this or just the kids like up to six it's literally just the kids like so it's like it's almost like they're like dogs like how it's your dog you're like oh yeah just (laughs) just go poop in front of everybody it's fine
1: let my dog poop in front of them all
0: <laughs> that's true actually i don't think i'd have my dog poop in front of them all <laughs> so it's worse than dogs <laughs> oh yeah this is the real this is the real tea now <laughs> this is the i really don't understand
1: why no one sees us i'm like are you not blind am i crazy cuz like i'm seeing these horrible things but no one talks about it Nobody. i think we have
0: a similar thing where like just crazy comes to us <laughs> no like, actually no. i'm lying
1: i actually told someone about it and they're like oh yeah that thing i'm like but isn't that a big thing
0: like, They're like yeah that just happens no
1: that's is- when you do mention it and you're like you don't even you don't even say the story they still don't say anything really and then i'm like looking at them like, oh, but you're in china you didn't see this. and they're like yeah i guess i saw it I'm
0: like, but you stayed quiet maybe they were, have been in china so long it was just normal to them <laughs>
1: I don't know I can't explain it
0: I mean it's kind of like in Korea where people would just always be spitting in the street all the time and I got used to it at a point where like I when I went to Spain I was like spitting in the street when I first got there and I was like kind of realizing like someone looked at me and I'm like oh that's not oh yeah it's not normal I shouldn't do that
1: (laughs) yeah no if, if you go to at least where I was living um that was fine because when when it rained the, the concrete floor the pavement became slippery yeah. <laughs> because of all the spit or the oh. grime or whatever so yeah then you can go back to korea and be like all right that, that's not so bad
0: <laughs> so th- there's just major spitting in china <laughs> no, this <is> real. <laughs> you're making people want to go there just don't go with uh jazz's school <laughs>
1: i hope my students don't hear that
0: <laughs> your students from china
1: yeah. Would they find it? But you know what when I did tell my students, they're from like Beijing and Shanghai and like the major cities, and they're like, Oh yeah, Shenzhen. I don't know. So it could be a city thing.
0: Could I guess so. It yeah. sounds so much more like a country thing to me, but but that's what actually people were saying because um Shenzhen was
1: like converted so quickly, it was like uh it was absolute like Farmland, nothing, and then all of a sudden, you know how China can build like a skyscraper in like five days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know they could do that, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's pretty new fact. China can build skyscraper in five days. (laughs) I'm gonna look that up. (laughs) You should. (laughs) Well, so China was not the best experience. So then, how did you decide I'm going to South Africa now, and that you're gonna, you were going to study in South Africa
1: um yes okay so to your earlier question did you ever think about to canada i wanted to do my mba and canada was obviously first choice okay um and then it was so expensive <laughs> i believe it <laughs> yeah so so i was the same guy that i was dating was still in china and then I was like oh, i want to go visit the family and then for some reason something sparked so their okay. mbas and they're mm-hmm the the one that i uh, eventually got into was quite reputable um, and my main criteria was are they going to be accredited in canada yeah. and cuz canada's i'm sure the states too like a lot of foreign uh, degrees diplomas they don't even get consider them or they may consider them but then they add two years of additional studies in the yeah. in canada so i was like i don't want that so then when i checked they are reputable yeah, so I don't have to do. When I go there, I can just start working. If I ever go, you know, you got that That's interesting. Open. You're saying that
0: though. You're like, I had to make sure that it would be okay in Canada. I'm like, but you didn't want to go back there. Yeah, so, yeah. so there must be some part of that's good. thinking in the future you'll end up there if you're considering what MBA yeah. would be legit there. Well, the
1: only reason is because it's like where I have citizenship, and if the world, mm-hmm. you know, like COVID goes to shit.
0: Yeah, it's on <laughs> its way. Do- it's
1: on its way. Yeah, you see, <laughs> So then you have to just kind of know as a traveler you always have your plan Bs even if that's true.
0: plan A is
1: your you know mm-hmm. what do you call it your number one plan you I never think, know like
0: I was just saying that's a good as you say as a traveler do you feel like you're a traveler in South Africa or do you feel more like South Africa is home now
1: I'll never feel like it's home here um because there is no way for me to get permanent residency. Like it's so difficult. So it's kind of like um, literally in paper telling you you're a foreigner. Um, It's very difficult to get any type of visa here, actually in general. Interesting. So it's, well, they have the highest unemployment rate in the world. So that's basically why, although I don't agree, but that's a whole other thing. Um, So, yeah. So that's my main issue is like, it, can't be home because there's no option for it to be home
0: yeah so i guess you just can't you don't even mentally go there because you know it's not going to happen is it really like the yeah. only way would really be like if you married a citizen or i guess it wouldn't be through a work visa because that sounds like it's not going to happen well
1: you like even if you marry someone you can't work here so anyone who wants to be a spouse of the south african will have to be a housewife or house husband so even if so you married a
0: citizen you wouldn't be able to work
1: yeah, like they, they can only give you, I think, like part-time work, and that wow. has to be like an extra visa on top of your spousal. It's a lot of work. Wow. Um, my other option was like through my studies, they wanted to give from a residency to specifically PhDs, graduates, because they you know the brain drain, everybody studies there, because they're mm-hmm. great schools, and then they leave the country, and that's obviously a big problem. Yes. But now I am hearing rumors that they may take that away, so that's the thing it's also always like fluctuating what they're thinking so you never know
0: if it was possible for you to become a resident if something opened up would you want to or would you not want to
1: yeah I would definitely because of mobility, like if you Mm -hmm. have citizenship here, you have an option. Like I said, as a traveler, you want to kind of check off all your little options. Yes. So even if I don't decide to stay here, if they give me the chance to be resident, I mean I'm Canadian, so I can have residency anywhere else.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and so I wouldn't I don't think I would get citizenship because I with Canada we can get dual, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would choose somewhere else that I would want to make home as my dual citizenship. Um but yeah.
0: How how many years I've, have you been in South Africa?
1: Like six, seven, seven. My it's dog been a while. Yeah, I wow. know. <laughs> Let's go back to six. It's been six years.
0: <laughs> what when you first came to South Africa? What were the biggest cultural differences from Asia and also from like from Canada? What was different for you? Um,
1: so because I did my MBA here, I think it did change my experience other to in comparison to other people. So I'm definitely like, I'm not saying because I did an MBA, it was special. It was just the community that I was around and studying was completely different. They're like they were the school that I went to was one of the best business schools, actually considered an SA. And so they were considering themselves and society considered them the elite. So their perspectives were completely different than what I've realized now after being here for so long. Um, How were their perspectives different? um, They were much more outspoken about apartheid. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: and uh, that's interesting because if you speak to the you know not normal person but general public, yeah, yeah, John, general public, they weren't talking about it. It was kind of like brushed under the table.
0: Mm.
1: um but it was a big clash um races so I was like the outcast I don't know I'm a very friendly person and I was one time that it was difficult for me to make friends and like I literally that's surprising
0: because I've never seen that be an issue for you you see (laughs) why why were you an outcast
1: the color of my skin my accent and i was like foreign they don't know how where to put me in society because with apartheid everyone was in their corner it was kind of like this is what you represented during apartheid this is what you represented and then created a big clash between everyone like actually our mba class got a big speaking to by the faculty the dean had to speak to our class because yeah. they literally were like look at this class it is divided by color And this is not what we're trying to represent as the top business school of Africa. You guys need to be representing much better than. So that's actually crazy crazy to
0: me because you say people wouldn't want to talk about apartheid and they're more outspoken in your class. Yet that's where you were seeing yourself feeling like an outcast and they were actually having to get a talking to about separating themselves by race. So yeah. when they're being outspoken about it, what were they saying?
1: A lot of our classes, they wanted to bring up the conversations and it was all like, okay, the the Afrikaans people did this to us. So you guys think, you know, you're not with us because you didn't re- see our struggle. And then the Black South Africans were like, we struggled and now we want to uplift our community. And so yeah. it, was, it was kind of, it's the only reason it's clashing is because it was cut kind of, yeah like you said it was kind of going back to that but i i understand that as the black community was going through the most, they would want to uplift their their own community it makes sense
0: yeah
1: um i just i always said i'm um, i have no say in this because i never experienced it but it was very interesting to see that clash between people and a lot of the um africans would react in different ways some people would apologize we even had one uh, one of actually our top students, he was mm-hmm. um, very influential in in the community as well. Just start bawling his eyes out and in class, talking about how he lives with this great guilt of you know what his ancestors did—not even ancestors, like probably his grandfathers or great grandfathers did—but mm-hmm. and he doesn't know what to do. And then there, some people would say like, "What should we do to make this better?" And I guess the 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 solutions weren't coming together properly, you know. Yeah. So that was why it was a little hard. But maybe maybe you know, with every conflict, it needs some tension and then it breaks. And maybe they were at that breaking point. And afterwards, they after the MBA, it's a high stress, high high stress work environment Mm -hmm. constantly. And on top of that, you deal with social issues. I do realize that after the MBA, people did try and bond more. So in a way you created bonding in the end of it.
0: Well, I think it's good that there was even those conversations happening. Cause you're saying outside of the classroom, you weren't hearing conversations happening. So, I mean, even if there was tension and people, there's going to be tension and fighting when you're talking about those racial issues, like you just can't talk about it without there being some, like a lot of emotion. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's good that they were having those conversations and hopefully the, helped bring some kind of solution even just in your class i don't know
1: yeah yeah no for sure um so um you know like i said our professors wanted to like really push the conversation so they sparked it and then they even made the foreigners which was including me and a few other students Mm -hmm. to raise their hand and they kind of ambushed us and they're like okay now you guys are not from here. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is the best answer here? Because like, he literally pointed, we were like five. So he made us go one by one. And then he was like, I was like, I need to like, because, you know, I don't want to offend people. And also it's not my place. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, you know, in my experience, it's best to just um, go on like a search of knowledge or research on their culture and vice versa the more you know about each other the more you can solve issues mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't taken a while like at the end people were having conversations like oh yeah she said she doesn't like our culture I'm like but
0: that is not what I said
1: oh, so well, she doesn't
0: <laughs> like our culture <laughs> yeah
1: I was very confused I was like that's not what I said at all I know that yeah. public speaking makes me say like my English you know my English as a second language and all. Well,
0: I <laughs> but, think like, anyone was, public speaking, you your words don't always come out the way you want.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I was like, did I say something? And most people, actually, the majority of people were like, no, what you said was actually really good. But there's like, it's like you can't avoid it. When someone's angry, they're going to hear and perceive yeah. what they want. So.
0: Do you feel like people, when they talk to you about it, that they kind of want you to take sides, or they just generally want to get your opinion on? Apartheid yeah, other. I had
1: a ton of that. conversations with like my syndicate group. So we did a lot of research together and projects. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was always like asked, you know what to do or not what to do, just like my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think I'm pretty good at being neutral because like I've been everywhere and I've seen all kinds of cultures, all kinds of people. So I literally have no opinion about anyone because there's no, it's impossible to be um, impartial. So I always, you know, you kind of see it as it is. I'm sure you, you know, you see it as it is and that's what you see. You don't make assumptions or anything. You just
0: try not to. yeah Yeah, it's hard not to make assumptions but you have to if you do you have to kind of check yourself and I'm making an assumption I need to think about this
1: exactly but you're constantly aware of that some people aren't even aware at all completely so yes
0: I mean being back in America I (laughs) hear a lot of assumptions where I think it's it, it is impossible to not make assumptions about people and yeah, getting into the whole race talk, people do that about people of other races, but I think traveling does help you to question the thoughts you're having. Am I showing yes. bias? Because like, we've met people from so many backgrounds and cultures that we have to kind of think that way. Like you don't know about anyone until you actually get to know them.
1: Exactly. And in the end of the day, we're humans. And even if we have this cultural um, perspective or background, we are still at the end of the day human. We can relate on a human level. Yeah. Which is I, what I love the most about travel.
0: Go ahead. No, I'm good. You can go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I want to hear what you love the most about travel. You just stopped right in that sentence.
1: <laughs> oh, I think you missed what I said. I, I think it cut off.
0: <laughs> we'll cut this part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, when I went to South Africa uh, to visit you and Margot, I was only there a short time, but it was a pretty big culture shock for me um, Mm. where obviously there's a huge racial divide in America, but a lot of people, harder now to turn a blind eye to it, but a lot of people try to do that. But being in South Mm. Africa, it was much more obvious to me seeing Mm. the racial divide. I didn't think it would be so obvious, but you really did see that apartheid is still somewhat happening um it's yeah it must be really interesting to be there as someone who hasn't grown up there and seeing what's happening yeah. i mean
1: it, we can say at least in canada or the u.s mm-hmm. the minority is getting the worst of it it's not it doesn't make it any better it doesn't yeah. but when literally this is their land you know like kind of like the native americans Mm -hmm. and they're the majority in the country yes yes they are suffering the most it's it's really eye-opening
0: yeah i mean seeing the shanty towns just driving in from the airport i was like Mm -hmm. oh wow i was not expecting that um Mm -hmm. but i loved visiting south africa i thought it was just an amazing place and people were really kind um I loved exploring there and going around. So I can see why you'd want to live there. I only was really in Cape Town and then went down the coast a bit. But are you enjoying exploring uh, South Africa and going to other countries in Africa? Well, I've only been to
1: Zanzibar. So I mean, okay. I went to like a little beach vacation on a resort. It's probably zero experience of actually mm-hmm. the country. But I needed a break and I wanted to go to the beach. Anyway, side yeah. note that's over um, <laughs> um <laughs> I love South Africa like I've done my I've I mean I've had my biggest milestones here I've finished my MBA I've been, I'm on my positive my page I'm almost halfway through my PhD so obviously those are very positives that happened here yeah. on top of that I was able to you know improve my health that I've been trying to do for a long time um yeah girl's like, been very fit <laughs> I've seen your insta <laughs> but Insta's still a liar like in real life I'm like
0: what why don't I look that hot <laughs> anyway <laughs> I can already feel like we're this conversation Trailing. is just going to start breaking down like me and Jazz <laughs> yes. can only try to act like professional for like, 20 minutes it's just going to break down into nonsensical oh, where I was going no. but, like, <laughs>
1: I did, like, a, re- a few really big hikes um, that were, like, insanely, like, eye-opening, changing who I am, like, um, those were, like, very memorable parts of me being here, I got a dog, I have a cat, like, yeah. it's just, like, I'm more settled, I don't know, I guess somehow it gave me that, because South Africa is really cheap, and you can do, you can live a really good, lavish life, mm-hmm. And it's that freedom a you were looking seller.
0: for I would suppose yes like exactly what, why you first went traveling
1: <laughs> exactly so I got that and then that's what led me to probably have the ability to you know check all those bucket list items so mm-hmm. so yeah no South Africa's been in general very good to me actually yeah. um I met some amazing people like you said they're very kind and nice
0: And on that topic, because I just love talking about dating. (laughs) How has the dating scene been in South Africa? (laughs) As much as you want to say. (laughs) Because it's different, I feel like in every country, the dating, there is like a dating culture everywhere you go.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I like to dish the dirt, but like, do you want to keep it?
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, we'll we'll keep it (laughs) PG-13. Okay. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Um, <laughs>
1: um, no, it's. I don't know. I think it's just, honestly, it's just like anywhere else. It's just that you're dealing with cultural differences and language barriers. That's about it. But, like, in general, you find your type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your but, type could be a jerk in Canada, he'll be a jerk in South Africa. <laughs>
0: That's true. (laughs) There's gonna be crappy guys in any country. (laughs) But what has been some big cultural differences when you've been trying to date someone who is South African?
1: Okay. Okay. Um Actually, it reminded me of like my Middle Eastern background, like mm-hmm. the reason I want to, like I said earlier, the reason I want there's more freedom, that's freedom to date who I want, freedom to travel wherever I want, no curfew, all that stuff, what I had to do. When before. you were at home
0: in Canada, did you have like rules from your parents on who you could date?
1: I was not allowed to date.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Arabs. I arranged marriages all the way.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So... Now that you're not living there, is it, would they still wish you were not dating? Do they know you're dating?
1: No, they still don't. I'm just like okay. a very lonely student <laughs> <in laughs> <South African. laughs>
0: I would love to hear your parents' version of who Jazz is. Oh, she's just sad and alone, studying. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> Our good girl. <laughs> it's best that they keep it that way. Yes. I know a different version. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, they are very similar culturally. Like, um, there's a lot of rules. Like, family has to approve. Mm. um, And family is so important here. And I don't honestly, I don't remember if it's like that in Canada, but I don't remember it being that intense. Like Mm -hmm. me as a Middle Eastern, we used to joke about all these Canadians, they just want to see each other on Christmas because we were very (laughs) family oriented and we saw each other every weekend.
0: I was going to say, I feel like in Canada, America, I mean, family is important, but not like, I would say, I would think in the Middle Eastern culture, it's a much bigger thing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like literally my mom would get angry if we didn't show up on a weekend, like for the family event or whatever. So like it's very similar here, like every other day someone has a family function that they have to go to. And it's, if you don't go, it's quite like offensive and Mm. rude and you will have issues with the family if you don't show up to certain events they want. So that for me is like a reminder, makes me a little uneasy.
0: Well, if you date someone, do you end up having to meet their family very quickly then or no?
1: No, for me, it's different because they're like, oh, this one, she's kind of like, you know, one foot out the door. So I think they usually try and wait to see if someone's serious. Wait, why do they think you're one foot out the door? Because you're a foreigner? Yeah, I mean, no, no, a visa that only lasts a year at a time, you know, even if I don't say it, that just tells you she's not really, who knows what the future holds for this one. So if I bring her to my Mm. parents, you
0: know. That, that was a hard thing for me with living abroad is I did feel like it was people were always leaving or moving or I was maybe going to be leaving. So it was mm. a bit hard to mm. have a serious like long-term relationship because it was yeah. always like right away, we'd have to be like, well, are we going somewhere at some point? Are you going somewhere?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now imagine it being the person is very much situated. Yeah. And that you're the one that's like, very unpredictable. It's going from a very predictable environment to you're with someone who's extremely unpredictable. It's like amplifies all that. That feeling. doesn't sound easy. No. <laughs> sound easy. No.
0: No. <laughs> oh man. But, but it's mean, fine, because actually like
1: somehow it's worked. Cause I'm not really sure what I really want. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're just you're just having your your fun. Mm. The South African- studying 12 hours a day. Yay.
1: The, what a day? No, I'm just exaggerating. Don't you know me?
0: <laughs> I don't know you.
1: Technically it's five hours a day, but a lot of time I'm on Instagram or just like doodling or ADHDing.
0: <laughs> Give us the routine of jazz, <laughs> daily routine. <laughs> As you tell your parents, you're like, I'm just doodling. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, That's you know, so <laughs> to, to end this conversation, you know, let's put, let's put it back on me. You know, what do you miss most about me? What's your favorite memory? Me?
1: <laughs> dancing on the roof.
0: <laughs> to JLo. <laughs> yes. Anytime was- I hear that JLo song, I'm like dancing with jazz and her <laughs> broken leg on the roof. You had so many disasters and
1: Like, you know, do you have this thing? I have a visual memory and I'm like, whenever I, I know, remember someone, it's from an event that was most memorable. When I think of Hannah, I literally see us dancing on the roof. I know, I don't Every know why.
0: Every time That moment was just like, I don't know why it felt like such freedom while we're on the theme. I was like, I'm just Boy. dancing on this roof like a weirdo. <laughs> We're in Korea. That they probably thought we were on drugs. Yes, <laughs> and we were completely sober. We were definitely sober. <laughs> but, yeah. That weird leg was hurt, right? I feel like you couldn't move.
1: I think like was it wrong with your leg. I injured it? Remember? Yeah, because me and you broke it. I, you're involved in this break because so it was your fault. That Wait,
0: what? <laughs> I don't even remember. How did it break?
1: You don't remember, so. I was late to meeting with you as per usual, oh, and yeah, then it's not my fault. And then,
0: and then you were like, "Oh my god, you're so late! You're
1: gonna <laughs> the bus. So we're running to the bus. of sprinting, and then literally on a pavement, um, your my my foot kind of like I don't, I'm showing you, but I can't really explain I, I, it. Yeah, like,
0: Jazz is showing me with her hand, trying to make it look like a foot. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, show like me. Kind of like <laughs> it bent. That's okay. the word. Okay.
0: This is <laughs> and then I heard fragments. It's very like me to not even remember this. I just remember you being having like a messed up leg, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not involved.
1: <laughs> you don't remember how? You literally carried me, and
0: you're like, oh my God, you're so heavy. <laughs> you
1: know, so, so literally, I heard my foot snap, and then oh. you're still like, can
0: you still walk? Let's go. <laughs> You know, I don't want to miss a bus. <laughs> to a random drama club or something. Remember? Drama club. Oh, yeah. we were writing our, our, uh, like our little short plays.
1: Yeah. So I'm not only really thinking, okay, I heard something crack, but let's get on to this bus <laughs> and go to, go to drama club. Cause Hannah's <laughs> going to go to
0: <laughs> drama club. This makes me sound horrible. Maybe I was horrible, but I can also see myself just being like, just work through the pain. <laughs> But that's exactly how I was doing I'm like no never this pavement will not defeat me. <laughs> oh my
1: God. So actually it was fine. It was no pain. You guys gave me a seat. We didn't have no idea like that it was actually broken until we came back on the bus back. And then all of a sudden it's like the adrenaline is gone and it was shooting. It was painful, but when I walked, it was literally impossible to walk. So you had to carry me. Like, you yeah. literally put your arm around me. I mean, I put my arm around you. You carried me. and You kept swearing. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, don't oh, my God, it. you're so heavy. <laughs> but it was very sweet. Like, the gesture was sweet. The attitude, oh, not so much. <laughs>
0: um, I think, yeah, this kind of sums things up between us. Like, if you're friends with me, you'll probably be traumatized, and I won't remember it. But... <laughs>
1: She will bring you food when you are injured. Yeah. I'll be and nice, but also brain.
0: a bitch. <laughs> but, I mean you know, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. And I feel like we need to end this just so we can just talk about our own things now. Yes. Often the enough. Air. <laughs> <The> jazz. <laughs> Thanks, Jazz. <laughs>